0: Once again, with your children, Father, thank you for your protection through the storms. Lord, has come through, Lord, and not just natural storms, but spiritual storms. Been our guide and our protector, our shield and buckler, Lord. How wonderful it is to be loved by you. Thank you for this opportunity, Lord. Ask you to just speak to our hearts, touch us by your grace and by your mercy. We love you now with everything within us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Turn your Bibles to Deuteronomy 7, verse 6. Amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. I want to welcome Brother Joe and his family back with us. Amen. Glad you're back home with us. Sure have missed you. And and, uh, uh, just... Thankful the Lord was able to use you and to do great things for him, no doubt, and that's what it's all about, but it's always good to be home, amen, amen. Let's turn the Bible to Deuteronomy chapter 7 and verse 6, it says, for thou art a holy people unto the Lord thy God, and the Lord thy God has chosen thee to be a special people unto himself, above all people that are upon the face of the earth. Could you imagine hearing these words? Amen. Well, he spoke them about you. Amen. This is is to natural Israel, but it's also to spiritual Israel. The Lord did not set his love upon you nor choose you because you are more in number than any people. For you were the fewest of all people. But because the Lord loved you and because he would keep the oath which is sworn to your fathers, hath the Lord brought you out with a mighty hand. And redeemed you out of the house of bondmen from the hand of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Now, therefore, the Lord thy God, he is God, the faithful God, which keepeth covenant and mercy with them that love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. Amen. God bless you and be seated. Actually, we're going to speak on something else tonight, but this, uh, this thought, the faithful God, just was running through me as I was driving to church, and I feel to bring this tonight. If the faithful God, faithful means worthy, it means steadfast, it means sure, it's wonderful to have a God like that in an unsure world. It means true, it's wonderful to have a God like that in an untrue world. It's truthful, it's blameless, irreproachable, amen, firm, without wavering, irrevocable, and unmoving. This is a God that we serve tonight, amen. He's not a a God who's one day, as we said, maybe less service. One day he loves you, the next day he don't, or one day he thinks good about you, the next day he hates you. But no, he's unwavering about his love towards you. And he called you and loved you not because you was a great person or a great people or a, a great number. As he said, we were the, the fewest of all people. But he loved you and he called you beyond all your faults and all your failures and all your mistakes and, and all the things that you ever done in your life. Amen. And he called you without with a mighty hand. And every one of us could have be a witness of that mighty hand that he would take us out of a life of sin and a life of ungodliness, a life of uh, of unworthiness, amen, and bring us right out of that into the place that we are today and redeemed you out of the house of bondmen from the hand of the Pharaoh king of Egypt. And he said, now know know therefore the Lord thy God, he is God and he is the faithful God. You know, there's a belief that's called deism. It's a belief where people think That God created the world and then he walked away from it all, leaving us to fend for ourselves. It's actually one of the first steps towards being an atheist is to believe this way. Because if you believe this way, then in the end, you doubt God's faithfulness. And when you begin to doubt God's faithfulness and then you begin to blame everything that's happening upon this earth, upon God. In this belief system, you know, people think like a child who would spin a top. And you know how you maybe used to play with a little spin top and it would spin real firmly at first and then it would begin to spin out of control and it would crash against the wall and it would crash against this and it would teeter and it was totter and ultimately fall. And you as one who put it into orbit, you had the ability to re-spin it or to bring it to its right place. But, you know, just let it go however it wants to go. And this is how people think God is. They think God spun this all into being and and spun this all into place, and now He's walked away and He's left it all, and He just kind of forgot all about it. And many times we can bring it on down to individual lives. We think that a lot, a lot of times about God ourselves because we find ourselves in a calamity or we find ourselves in a in a hard situation, and, and and we we want to think that God has left us or God has walked away from us. But He is ultimately and intimately concerned about about this earth's well-being. And not only is he concerned about the earth's well-being, but he is also concerned about our well-being. Amen, God is faithful, God is honest, God is is true. You know, you may have let people down in your life. You know, I've let people down in mine and and no doubt, but there remains one who has never let one person down. He has never let you down. In in the struggles and the trials and the hardships, you can see God is still faithful. And not only is he faithful, but he's sitting above our circumstances and he's working it even even though we can't cannot see him. He's still working. And God's faithfulness though is woven into his character. That's who he is, a faithful God. Amen. And you know his faithfulness is actually independent of our faithfulness. Hallelujah. His faithfulness is independent of our devotion or lack thereof. He is independent of our faithfulness or lack thereof. He remains faithful even if we don't remain faithful. Hallelujah. He remains faithful to his promises. His faithfulness will be fulfilled, trustworthy. He's trustworthy to his promises. Amen. He's going to stand on them and he's going to shield us and he's going to protect us and he's going to be there for for us even when every friend on earth has walked away from us. So God's promises are trustworthy and they are true. And I'm gonna stack a lot of scriptures on this right quick. Amen. Faithfulness is who God is. It's who his character is. Amen. And therefore, he, he cannot move away from that. Amen, it says here in Deuteronomy, it says, Know therefore that the Lord your God is God. He is the faithful God. Amen, in another place in Psalms 81, it says, Who is like you, Lord God Almighty? You, Lord, are mighty, and your faithfulness surrounds you. Your faithfulness surrounds you. Another place in Numbers 23, it says, God is not man, hallelujah. God is not man that he should lie or a son of man that he should change his mind. Hath he, what has he said that he will not do or what has he spoken that he will not fulfill? But God will bring his word to pass. What he said, he will do. What he speaks, he will fulfill. He's not man. He's not gonna say one thing and change his mind and do something else. But God is going to fulfill his word. That's why he put it in Hebrews 13a, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I I know that's one of our favorite scriptures and it's a cornerstone of the message. Amen. But in that scripture is the faithfulness of almighty God. Because if he was faithful, faithful yesterday he's faithful today and if he's faithful today he'll be faithful tomorrow amen God cannot change his mind if he thought about you yesterday and he loved you yesterday he'll love you today and he'll still love you tomorrow now man on the other hand will and can and can and will change their mind they will one day love you and the next day hate you they will one day call you their best friend and the next day they have a a list of alts against you and how come you did this and that And their faithfulness is dependent upon how faithful you are. But that's not God. Amen. You can walk away time and time and time again. And God is faithful over his word and over the seed of God. And God will bring that seed to life. I don't care how many times you walk away. I don't care how many times you try to turn and go down the wrong way. God is faithful to his word. And he will bring it to pass. Amen. But you, O Lord, are God that is merciful and gracious slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. Amen. He's abounding in it. First Corinthians nine said, God who has called you into fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ our Lord, is faithful. Amen. Amen. So he didn't just call you to leave you. He didn't just call you son and say, make it the best way you can. He didn't just call you and say, hey, I brought you to this place, I brought you out of darkness, but now you make it the best way you can. No, the one that's called you, the one that started the work is the one that's gonna finish the work. Amen. He's either he was the faithful one to call you, and he's the faithful one to bring you in. Amen. Amen. The God who called you, therefore, he had, he had to be made like his brothers in every respect, so that he might become a merciful and high faithful high priest in the service of God to make propitiation for the sins of people. The Lord is trustworthy in all his promises, and is faithful in all he does. The Lord upholds all who falls and lifts all who are bowed down. Maybe I need to bring that one up. Psalms 145 and verse 13. The Lord is trustworthy. In other words, he's somebody you can trust. Last week we heard about his mercy, and his mercies are new every morning, and I'm here to tell you that he is faithful no matter what day you wake up in. He can be trusted. I don't care how impossible the situation may seem. I don't care how impossible it may look. I don't care if the doctors have wrote you off. God can still be trusted. Hallelujah. Medicine may not be can be trusted. Doctors sometimes can't be trusted. Man can't be trusted. But God will and can be trusted. He's trustworthy in all his promises and faithful in all he does. The Lord upholds all who falls. How many has ever failed? How'd you get back up, the Lord? You didn't get out of that old dirty place on your own. You didn't get up and push yourself out of there. You couldn't do it. God is faithful. For 2 Timothy 2, 13 says it like this. If we are faithless, he remains faithful. (laughs) For he cannot deny himself. Hallelujah. Man, these are some rejoicing kind of scriptures here. Because there's been a lot of times I didn't feel like I had faith. There was a lot of times I didn't feel like I I was a man of faith. In other words, if you believe not, yet He abided faithful. Even when you can't believe, He's still faithful to His word. Even when you can't believe He can do it, He's still faithful to His word. Even when you can't believe He heals, He's still faithful to His word. Even when you can't believe He can bring your children home, He's still faithful. He's still faithful, even when you can't believe your marriage can be put back together. He's still faithful. You know why he's faithful? Because he cannot deny himself. You know why he can't turn you away? Because he cannot deny himself. You know why he can't push you away and say, I give up on you? Because he cannot deny himself. Hallelujah. But he stands there faithful when we've lost all faith. So Hebrews 10 then says it like this. Let us, ten twenty three. let us hold fast the confession of our faith without wavering. For he who promised is faithful so we can hold it you can hold your peace what are you talking about brother Timothy I'm talking about when you're in a storm you can hold your peace when you're going through trials you can be at peace when you're going through the hardest time in your life you can be at peace because God's faithful Amen. just because you're going through a storm does not mean that God has went off somewhere and left you alone to fend for yourself. No, he's still right there. He's still guiding, he's still leading, he's still got the boat on top of the water. Amen, it ain't you keeping the boat on top of the water. It's him keeping it on top of the water and he's watching over you. Oh my. What promises are you looking to be fulfilled? How many is looking for promises of healing to be fulfilled? How many is looking for promises of deliverance to be fulfilled? How many is looking for promises of prodigals to be fulfilled? How many is looking for promises of of a body change to be fulfilled? Well, let's read about it. First Thessalonians five verse twenty four says, "He who calls you is faithful." he will surely do it. (laughs) Even when I can't do it, he'll do it. Even when I can't make it, he'll make it. Even when I can't provide it, he'll provide it. Oh, that's for somebody right there. Even when you've done all you can to provide, God is the provider. And you can't go any further, he will still provide because he's faithful. He'll surely do it. Psalms 119 says, your faithfulness endures to all generations. That means my children's in there. (laughs) Hallelujah. You have established the earth and it stands fast. Romans 3 verse 3 says, what if some were unfaithful? Does their faithlessness nullify the faithfulness of God? No, no. Not at all. Let God be true and every man a liar. No matter how many promises God has made, they are yes. And so through him, the amen is spoken to us for the glory of God. So in other words, now I am about to go the way of the earth. You know all the heart and the soul and not one of all the good promises the Lord your God gave you will fail. Every promise has been fulfilled. Not one has failed. This is Joshua 23 and verse 14. I'm about to go the way of the earth. You know with all your heart and the soul that all of God's promises the Lord your God gave you. Not one has failed but they have ever one been fulfilled, not one. Where's our, what's our testimony tonight? Well, God failed here and God failed. No, no, God's never failed. You say, well, what about this one? This one died and, and this one died. Your mama died. Well, God didn't fail. No, no, God didn't fail. God kept his promises. <laughs> Amen. The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise, as some count slowness, but is patient towards you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. Wow. So maybe that's why we're still here in 2023. Because the Lord is patient. He's going to fulfill his promise, but he don't want any to perish. God's faithfulness is our protection. So how's that? Well, 2 Thessalonians 3, verse 3 says it like this. But the Lord is faithful and he will establish you and guard you against the evil one. Mm. Boo devil. (laughs) The Lord is faithful. The one who has established you why are you here? Because God established me. Why are you standing in the place that you are? Because God did it. Why are, you allow, why are you allowed to stand when all hell seems against you? Because God allows it. And he's guarding us against that evil one. Deuteronomy 31, six be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Mm. Hallelujah. Psalms 91 says he'll cover you with his feathers. And under his wings you'll find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the air that flies die by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. First Peter five says, After you suffered a little while, the grace of all, all the God of all grace, who's called you to his eternal glory, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen and establish you. <laughs> his faithful promises are something you can stand on. The Bible says that we know that, all, that those, those who love God, all things work together for the good to them that are the called according to his purpose. How many are the called? According to his purpose, he said, my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory. Another one, let us then have this confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace in the help of need. The Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from them who walk uprightly. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins. So he's also faithful in forgiving us. Oh, that's something you can learn from. You want an attribute of God? Get that one down, Pat. Faithful in forgiveness. Well, so and so did me wrong. How long's that been? Twenty years ago? Let it go. People are so good about keeping lists. It's kind of like that man, you know, in the Bible, Jesus talked about. Who was forgiven? I don't forgot now. Uh, I preached a sermon on it one time. Heart trouble over seventeen dollars. Man went to the king, owed him insurmountable a debt. He could not, and he couldn't even sell all of his kids and his wife and his land. It still wouldn't pay it all. And it goes to him, and it, he finds mercy. And the king just writes it off, and he walks right out the door, and he finds somebody who owed owed him about seventeen bucks and he threw his hands around his neck and threw him into the prison and the king heard about it. How quickly we are to hold things against people and hold things against our husband, hold things against our wife. I don't know why I'm here, but I'm just talking about the faithfulness of God and we're supposed to be the children of God while well, we're also supposed to be faithful in forgiveness because he is faithful to forgive. The king's going to hear about it. Yeah, right. yeah. All the stuff that he's forgiven us. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Mercy, Jesus. He said, my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly my weakness so the power of God may rest upon me. And he said, Matthew 28, I'm with you always to the end of the world. Isaiah would put it like this. He would say, oh Lord, you are my God. I will exalt thee. I will praise your name for you have done wonderful things, plans you have formed of old that are faithful and sure. These plans that you are, these wonderful things you're doing, Lord, are plans that you had before the foundation of the world and they're faithful and sure. As we read last Wednesday, Jeremiah said it like this. The unfailing love never ends. The unfailing love of the Lord never ends. His mercies, by his mercies, we have been kept from complete destruction. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Moses would write it like this. As the Lord passed before him, the Lord proclaimed, the Lord, The Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abounding in goodness and truth. The faithful God. When he passed in front of Moses, he said, I'm the Lord God. I'm merciful and very patient with my people. That's another good attribute to have patient with my people. I show great love, and I can be trusted. Hallelujah. Know therefore, the Lord your God is God. He is the faithful God, who maintains covenant loyalty with those who love him and keep his commandment to a thousand generations. Moses would say it like this to the children of Israel when they were unfaithful. He said, Is this the way to repay the Lord, you foolish and senseless people? Isn't he your father who created you? Has he not made you and established you? And he has been faithful. The Lord is faithful, his ways are past finding out. Brother Tim has been preaching on Sarah. Sarah found that he was faithful. She actually judged him faithful. By faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed, seed, and she bore a child when she was past the age because she judged him faithful who had made the promise. So it was her attitude toward the promise that brought it to pass. Even when I don't see him working, he's still working. You say, well, Brother Timothy, I can read over in the Old Testament where, where, where Sarah did, laughed and Sarah did this and Abraham did this. Well, that was under the blood of bulls and goats. But under the new covenant, the faithful God said, I don't want a lamb to be shed every, every day or every month or once a year for my people's sin. I'm going to come down, the faithful God, and I'm going to become flesh, and I'm going to take on their sins once and for all. And this lamb the faithful one who knew no sin he came and became sin for us And in the breaking of that blood no more of Abraham's sin is ever mentioned no more is any of Sarah's doubting ever mentioned but she judged him faithful Second Samuel said oh lord god you are god and your words are true, and you have promised this goodness to your servant. thought it was so awesome Sunday to hear we're a friend of God. And let me tell you something: God is a real friend. God ain't going to come up with all your negative side. And everything negative against you. Because listen, if he wanted to, he could. Every one of us has a lot of negative. I have a hard time being around people that's all they want to deal with is d- dwell in is the negative. There's negative everywhere. In every seat that's filled, there's negative there. Every place in this whole building where there's a human being, there is negativity there. But you have a choice. Listen, you can find out all the negative stuff about your husband or about your wife or about your family or about this or that and the other, but we have a choice. Amen. God's a real friend. He's a friend that won't walk out on you. He's a friend that won't talk about you behind your back. Amen, he's a friend that won't. First thing you say something, you go gossip it to everybody else. No, no, he's not that kind of friend. He's, he's a true friend. He's a real friend. And I'm thankful for that friend. He's faithful to forgive. He's a faithful high priest. He will not abandon his people. Friends may walk out on other friends, but this friend ain't going to walk out on his friend. He will not abandon his people. He will not let them. They get in a trial, they get in sickness, and they get in situations, get in a pinch, and he walks away and says, try to figure it out on your own. That's not the God that I serve. This God will stay there. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. He showed it all, I don't know how many times through the Old Testament, through the New Testament, you can find God's faithfulness where he never walked out on his people. God's people may have walked out on him, but he never walked out on them amen he would be right there with them when they was in Egypt he was there when they was at the Red Sea he was there in bitter waters he was there with no food no water he was there when they crossed the Jordan River he was there when they went to take the promised land he was there with Shamgar he was there with Gideon he went, Gideon had walked out on him but God hadn't walked out on Gideon and when God looked at him he didn't call him what he was he called him what he was in God's mind he said, Gideon, thou mighty man of valor. That's a true friend right there. He'll look at you being a coward and call you a man of courage. Deuteronomy four thirty one says, for the Lord your God is merciful. He will not abandon you. Or destroy you. Or forget the covenant he'd made with your ancestors. Oh my. Joshua would read it, say it like this. Here's a different translation. Joshua 21 verse 43 through 45. It the Lord gave Israel all the land. He had swore to give their fathers, and they took possession of it and settled there. And the Lord gave them rest on every side according to all they had sworn to their fathers. None, none of their enemies were able to stand against them, for the Lord handed over every enemy to them. None of the promises of the Lord had made to the house of Israel failed. Everything was fulfilled. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If that's the way it was with the physical Israel, that's the way it's gonna be with spiritual Israel. When we get on to the other side, we can say not one time did he fail me, but he was with me every step of the way. Did I see him all the time? No, I didn't. Did I feel him all the time? No, I didn't. Did I know he was there all the time? No, I didn't. But his word said he was. And I stood upon his word and God fulfilled every promise because he is a faithful God. God has not brought us here to this moment for defeat. Come on now, amen, Seem seems like cancer's coming on every side, demons of every kind are coming in and they're getting louder and louder and louder and proclaiming their nonsense and screaming and knocking on the doors of Sodom and doing all that kind of stuff. We did not come here for defeat. God did not bring the bride to this moment to say, hey, you deal with cancer by yourself. You deal with issues by yourself. You deal with this over here by yourself. You figure it out. No, he is still here. Because he's a faithful God and he will not leave his bride alone, but he'll fight with her to the end. He's faithful. Hebrews 2, verse 16 says, For verily he took not on him the nature of angels, but he took on him the seed of Abraham. He wanted to know what it, exactly what it was like to sit in bodies just like you sit in. Because he wanted to be faithful. So the only way he could be faithful is to know. <laughs> he had to know what it was like to have mind battles. So he could be faithful during mind battles. He had to know what it was like to face sickness so he could be faithful during sickness. He had to know what it was like for when friends walk away or this one does this or that one. Or to, even in his own inner circle, amen, to deny him or, his, or to betray him. He wanted to know what it was like so when you face these things, he could be faithful. Wherefore, in all things, you hear that, in all things, it behooved him to be made like unto his brethren, that he might be merciful, <laughs> so he could have mercy. Oh, I know what that's like. I know what it's like to go through what he's going through, she's going through. So, therefore, he could give out mercy and be a faithful high priest in the things pertaining to God to make reconciliation for the sins of the people. For in that he himself has suffered, being tempted, he is able to secure them that are tempted. I just about had myself a fit back there a while ago. You know what this word secure means? It means to run. To run to when you hear a cry for help. This God is able to run to you. When you're crying for help and you're saying, God, does anybody out there know what I'm going through? He says, I do. I know exactly what you're going through. I know exactly I'm coming. Oh maybe that's what he's wanting to scream out to somebody tonight don't give up, I'm coming Amen. Don't give up, I'm coming I'm running with mercy I'm running with my faith on this cause it's surrounding me They will to run to those who cry and give assistance <laughs> It means to uphold, to help, to assist, to take part with. That's a real friend. Listen, you don't really want to take advice from somebody. When you're going through something, take advice from somebody who's never been through it. Because they could be blowing smoke for all you know. They they might have some good advice. They might, I don't know, but, but, but chances are they've never been through it. They don't know what it feels like. They don't know what it's like to be in that moment. They have no idea, therefore having no feeling. They can say whatever they want to, but it's just empty words. But when you have somebody that's been through what you've been through. That's been where you are. That's walked in the same place as you are walking. That's been right there where you are. I can say that. I mean, I don't mean this, no, no, no disrespect. I, every word does help in this case, but there's just something about some who's been through what you've been through. When I lost my mom, you know what really ministered to me was those who had also lost theirs because they knew what I was going through. They knew what it was like. Sure, I had great friends that offered me comfort and never lost a, a mother or a daddy or, or, or a parent, but you know, they'd never been there. But, and it was great comfort. I'm not saying that, but what I'm saying is those who had been there, they had some deeper things to say to me. Because they had walked where I'm walking. They had been through what I'm going through. And this is why Jesus in his faithfulness would come down and become human. Because he wanted you to know, I've walked where you're walking. I've been through where you're going through. I've already conquered it. I've already been there. I rose above it so you can also rise above it. I've conquered it so you also can conquer it. I've overcome it so you also can overcome it. Let me give you some real words of encouragement. I've been there. I've overcome it, you'll overcome it. I rose above it, you'll rise above it. I defeated it, you'll defeat it. Cause I have been there. He's taken part. (laughs) He's come to your side, not as a bystander, but for assistance. He's come to throw together his help and his strength. He's come to work, to stand, to place oneself right by their side, to provide, to take thought for. That's the God we serve. He's a faithful God. He says in 1 Corinthians 10 and 13, he says, There hath no temptation taken you, but such as common to man. How could he say that? Because not every man's been through everything, but there's one man who's been through everything. So now all temptations is common to man. Hello? But God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with the temptation also make a way of escape. So that when the as the trial comes, so is the way of escape. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, come on. He will also make a way of escape that ye may be able to bear it. Hallelujah. Brother said, like this Satan may pin you in a corner with cancer, but God has already made a way of escape. Satan may pin you under a car, but God has already made an escape. Satan may have taken your family from you, but God has already made a way of escape. God will make a way. He has a way because he's faithful. God always makes a way of escape every time. Sickness pins you in the corner. Satan pins you down to a place after you become a Christian. Did you become a Christian? You know how it is? Maybe you've been a gambler. As they say, the cards are on the table. Come on, John, you know it was you. You know it's in you. Satan's there to tempt you. But God, every time, will make a way of escape if you'll just accept it. Maybe as a drunkard, the glass is under your nose. Come on, John. Now, if you heed that voice, you'll go right straight out in your water again. But God is always there. (laughs) God is always there. Turn your mind towards heaven and look towards Calvary. Blessed Holy Spirit, come to me. I'm in need. That's a call for help. I'm in need. And he said, watch what takes place. God will come and he'll make a way of escape every time. See, but that's what the devil likes to work on you and to press you and that's the trick of the devil to oppress. But when the Christian knows his legal rights, when you can quote God's word, I will never leave you or forsake thee. That takes all the oppression away. <laughs> and the clouds begin to clear back. And if you just know that God promised and God is faithful and he'll keep it every time because he promised it. It was, uh, and you said, well, what about for us older folks? Well, it's for you too. It's one thing I've always appreciated about our pastor is he always has stood very firmly on divine healing is not just for the young. It's for everyone. Amen. You know, listen, the more older you get, the more divine healing you need anyhow. So, I mean, but the devil wants to th- make you think, well, you just, you just, you're just getting old and you just got to die and go. No, you don't have to. He said, if you want to, you can just go on that way, but you don't have to go that way. That's what the prophet of God said. You don't have to go that way. Amen. So we're not going that way. There was an old man, Simeon in the Bible, and Anna, the prophetess and prophet in the Bible that was there in the time of the birth of Jesus. And he was given a promise that he would not die until he saw the Christ. And the Holy Ghost had promised Simeon he was going to see the Christ. And Christ was now in the temple. He said, but now it was up to the Holy Ghost to lead him to Christ. (laughs) If God's made a promise, God is under obligation to lead you to it. God is under obligation to lead you to his word. If God promised divine healing, God's under obligation to place divine healing here. Come on now. Did God make the promise of divine healing? We can read the Bible. We ought to know this by heart. It's there in the scripture, Old and New Testament. Feel sorry for those. I want to call themselves Church of Christ, but I call them the Church of the Antichrist, because there ain't nothing about Christ in them. They've wrote out God that heals, wrote it off, struck it off. You don't do that no. I don't care how many times you can prove they've done it, or that He's done it. It doesn't matter to them. But it's in the Bible. Come on now. It's in the Bible. So we're gonna hold it up as a banner. And we're gonna wave it right in the devil's face. Right now, cancer's screaming as hard as he can, but I'm screaming back at him, my God heals. My God delivers. My God saves. There's nothing too hard for my God. Listen, the world's screaming out their leftism and their, their, their ungodliness, Sodom and Gomorrah nonsense. And they don't mind, they're loud about it. And on the flip side, the devil wants Christians to be quiet. You're supposed to just be quiet, sane and sensible and sit there and just nod and say amen. No, we got something to stand for. Give me liberty or give me death amen we got something to declare we got something to weigh before the world our god heals our god's a faithful god our god's the same yesterday today and forever you say well what about this when she died this one died. It does not matter our god is still the deliverer he's still the healer he's still the savior he's still the satisfying portion he's still god He's the same yesterday to him forever. He is under obligation to place upon somebody to represent him. If he promised it, he said, the things that I do shall you do also. He is under obligation to that word. Hello, it ain't me trying to bring that to pass. He's under obligation to it. When he said, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel, these signs shall follow them that believe. He is under obligation to make those signs follow. Direct quote. How far? To all the world. To the end of the world. He's under obligation to do it. No matter how much they try to stop it, no matter how much they try to put it down, there is no way of stopping it. God said so. You can stop this world easier than you can stop there. It'll move on just the same. Communists, or unbelievers, this, that, and the other, they might as well keep still because God is going to move on anyhow. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I don't care how many rise up in this message and say, there's no such a thing as a, as a baptism of the Holy Ghost or, or miracles are past, or signs and wonders don't follow. God's going to move anyhow. God's going to do it anyhow because it's his word. Believe it or not, it's his word. Walk away from it if you want to. It's his word. And he's faithful to it. And he will fulfill it. Simeon, sitting there, way off in a prayer room maybe, and the Holy Ghost says, stand up, Simeon. And Simeon stands to his feet, and here he comes walking out of the temple, not knowing where he's going, but led right by the Holy Ghost down to the line until he finds and he stops in front of this little woman with that baby. And he reaches over, and tears begin to run down his white beard, and he takes that baby in his arms, bless God, and said, let thy servant depart in peace according to thy word for my eyes have seen your salvation. The Holy Ghost promised him that and the Holy Ghost is under obligation to do that and yet he didn't know nothing about it but God led him to Christ when he was in the temple. He said, how many of you believe in divine healing? Well then, if David said the deep calls to the deep, there's got to be a deep to respond. Amen, how many would like to have more of God tonight? Well, because you want more of God, that's a good sign. There's more of God for you. And he's faithful to bring it to pass. Reason Simeon believed that Christ would come, the Holy Spirit said so. And the Holy Spirit, no matter how strange it seems to people, how crazy he seems to be, yet he believed it because there was something in him that told him so. Maybe nobody else knew it. Maybe nobody else heard it but it was revealed to Simeon and that was enough. The same Holy Ghost that led Simeon up to the Christ because he had promised it. He said, if you read it in the Bible, you believe it, the same Holy Ghost led you here tonight. And I'm sure the devil wouldn't do it. I'm sure the devil wouldn't lead you to your moment of deliverance. I'm sure the devil wouldn't lead you to your moment of seeing the Christ, but the Holy Spirit will. Amen, the Holy Spirit will also strike a man in his car on the way to church and say, hey, you don't need to preach that. You need to preach about my faithfulness because there's somebody that's about to give up and about to walk away and they need to hear one more time, I'm still faithful. Amen. The Holy Ghost has led you here tonight for your deliverance. Been a negative person all your life? The Holy Spirit is here to lead you here for your deliverance. All you see is clouds and gloom and work and worry and fear and unbelief. The Holy Spirit has led you here for your deliverance. I, I got to say it to the Lord on this. The Holy Spirit has led you here for your deliverance. You say, Well, Brother Timothy, I was adopted. I was this. I was that. Listen, I. I I understand kids that get adopted, they get all tore up and they get worried and thinking that you know, their parents didn't love them so they gave them up and, and they didn't. Maybe also, but one thing you gain overruled or overwrite is God's grace and God's mercy. It goes beyond what parents could ever do or ever think and their best intentions or their worst intentions. And it'll bring you right to a place that you can receive something from God and God can come and move upon your behalf if you will see this is the Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Listen, you ought to look beyond how I was adopted and say, hey, that was the grace of God because he put me in a family that I could be at the place I am right now. The Holy Ghost has led you to the place He I'm showing it to you. The resurrection of Jesus Christ, the power of God that's here tonight. Flowing freely to every man, whosoever will let him come, take of the fountains of water of life Freely. No strange job, no nationalities, no decree, whether you're poor, whether you're rich, whether you're literate, whether you're educated, whether you're black, yellow, brown, white, no matter who you are, whosoever will, let him come. The same Holy Ghost that tells you there is a healing has brought you here tonight. Look at the Holy Ghost, led Simeon, said, Stand up. And tonight, you was just in a hurry. You eat supper real quick. said, hurry up, let's just get on to the church real quick, wife. Maybe the Lord will move on us tonight. Maybe we'll just see the Lord's power. Maybe we can believe. Maybe going to be sitting there, we're going to be sitting there praying. And when this brother's preaching and talking, we may see it. Let's hurry. I can just see them potatoes, set them potatoes aside. I'll eat them when I come home. What was it? The same Holy Ghost was moving yonder. It's moving now. There's a man or woman sitting here now that may be sick or afflicted. It's going out of here healed tonight. Yeah. Hallelujah. Maybe it's not sick or healed, sick or afflicted in something in this physical realm. Maybe it's in your spiritual realm. But whatever realm it is, somebody is walking out of here healed. Somebody's walking out of here delivered. He said, there's sick people who are getting here right now. They're sitting here right now. It's going out to be tonight. Well, no doubt, dying people will go out of here to live life again. Amen. Praise God, the same Holy Spirit that leads Simeon is now leading you here tonight. Don't be scared to drink. Walk right up to it freely with a lot of boldness. He's faithful to forgive me. He's a faithful God, and he will forgive all my iniquities. Don't be afraid to drink. So what you need to do is drink till you get so drunk on the salvation of God, you'll not listen to the critics no more. You'll not listen to your feelings no more. You'll not listen to your symptoms no more. You'll look to Calvary and say, God, I just want to hear the roars of Calvary. That's all I want to hear. Amen. So it brings us down. Revelation 1 5, and says, From Jesus, who is the faithful witness? 314, these things saith the Amen, the faithful and true witness. Revelation 19:11. I saw heaven open and behold a white horse, and he that sat upon him was called faithful and true. And in righteousness he just judge and make war his eyes were as a flame of fire and his head were many crowns and he had a name written no man knew but he himself and he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood and his name is called the word of God and the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses clothed in fine linen, white and clean and out of his mouth goes a sharp sword and with it he should smite the nations and he should rule them with a rod of iron. He treadeth upon the winepress with the fierceness of and the wrath of Almighty God and he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Good read in Isaiah 9 and verse 6 says, the government shall be upon his shoulder. What does that mean? The answer is this. The phrase, the government upon his shoulder, comes from a wedding ceremony of the East. When the bride has been committed to the groom, she takes off her veil and places it on the groom's shoulder, signifying that not only is she under his dominion, she has transferred her rights to him, that he is the head but also that he bears the responsibility and the care and that he and he alone, no one else, no other man, no other power, no other anything has any right or responsibility. And that beloved is the King of, da- King of David, God being sovereign, he foreknew by divine decree exactly who would be in his bride and he chose her. She did not choose him. He called her. She did not on her own. He died for her. He washed her in his blood. He paid the price for her. She belongs to him and to him alone. She is wholly committed to him and accepts him. He accepts the obligation. He is her head for Christ is the head of his church. And Sarah called Abraham Lord even so the bride is happy to call he his her for that him that because he is her lord he speaks and she obeys for that is her delight inspiring You know why you can see nothing but clouds and gloom? Fear. Worry. Because you truly have not taken your veil off and placed it upon his shoulders, you truly have not allowed him to be Lord. God. Worship Him. Give Him adoration, praise, thanksgiving. Yes, wonderful. Lord, rulership over every part of your life. Therefore, you allow other things to become greater than what He is. And your fears and your failures and your mistakes and your past become greater than Him. But if you'll take that veil off, and you'll lay your rights upon him, he will accept the responsibility to take care of you. Play that he is here. Hallelujah. I don't care what age you are. You see, the promise is walking in the room. The Holy Spirit's led you this far. I'm just gonna say it like this. Simeon, Hannah, rise. you've been waiting for your moment your moment's here you've been waiting for your opportunity it's right here go take the veil off and put it on his shoulders and see if this God won't provide for you see if he won't take care of you see here comes one Simeon he's here he's here Do this for no reason. I followed him. Now it's your turn to follow him. It's your moment. Holy Ghost says, you know what? You need, you need to take another step. You need to draw close to God, and God and draw close to you. So Brother Timothy, I wish you'd fix my marriage. Well, it starts with you. It starts with you. Well, I wish you would fix my husband. It starts with you. I wish you'd fix my wife. It starts with you.